Show on ESPN Central Texas. The presenting sponsor of the Matt Mosley Show is Central National Bank, your leading independent bank with locations in Waco, Temple, and Austin. Also sponsored by Alan Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram, Barnett Contracting, Baylor Line Foundation, Coach's Barbecue Smokehouse, Ascension Providence, Camp Vimfo Waco, the Baylor Club, Myatt Fuels, Schmoltz's Sandwich Shop, Versalive Southwest Time Manufacturing, and UBO Business Services. And now, ladies and gentlemen, here's Matt Mosley. Well, thank you for that introduction. And uh, it is Matt Mosley. And pleased to be with you on this fine day as we come to you uh, from uh, ESPN Central Texas, right in the heartland. And we get ready. We got a big show planned for you today. Got some breaking news for you right off the bat that's going to worry some of you Cowboys fans. I do want to say at 420, we have a college football expert, Chris Hummer. He is big in the transfer portal world. In fact, he may be 247 does the best job on transfer portal news, it seems. And he's kind of head of the whole operation. And Chris is going to stop by at 420 today. Aaron, I kind of like just imagining people just stopping by, just kind of, you know, bumping into us in the studio. So I think, Chris, <laughs> if he's in, yeah, if he's in the area. In the door, hey, you got yeah, a few minutes? <laughs> yeah, I think that's the way I like it. And, um, and so we'll do that at 420. And then... Great guy, <clears throat> great longtime coach for the Bears. In fact, Aaron, is he the dean of all Baylor coaches? I'm trying to think I if anybody so. could challenge him for t- 22 years with the Bears. It is Glenn Moore, <clears throat> the softball coach. And I, you know, it, it dawned on me recently after I'd had like the seventh baseball guest on, I've always kind of just thought <clears throat> that. Glenn goes on with John quite a bit. And I thought, well, that's kind of John Morris's guy. And he is. They're, they've got a great friendship. But it dawned, I, I, I ran into Glenn recently, Aaron, and he was like, hey, man, I, I listen to you all the time. Like, he's a big, fan, you know, listener of the show. And I thought, well, why in the world would we not have Coach Moore on? He's a big, imposing dude, too. I, I mean, I, I just hadn't been around him in a while. And he's just kind of like, whoa, Glenn Moore. I mean, when that guy walks in a room, it's kind of like, you know it. Same thing with uh, Jeff Grimes, big old huge dude. And and just big people. These are big, you know, guys that either played football or baseball or whatever. Now, I think Coach Moore has a son playing football in somewhere in Mississippi. We'll ask him about that. He's got a great family. Uh, the family, <clears throat> a few years ago, four or five years ago, <clears throat> grew even more. And uh, it's kind of, it's an exciting story, and, and it's uh, he's a neat guy. So, 5 o'clock, thanks to uh, Katie, one of the great uh, young SIDs over there at Baylor, Glenn Moore will be stopping by. All right, now, Mitch goes back to... Whew, 1995, but of course he left and then came back. So if I'm doing my math right, Callie, that means that Coach Moore came in right around 
whew, 2000, 1999, 2000. So uh, exciting to have him on at uh, 5 o'clock today. And uh, we'll have a lot to talk about. Now, Aaron, as only the Cowboys can do, they're in the the news for some interesting reasons today. Now, I kind of like, I want to see how my man Clarence Hill phrased this, because this is the funniest. And by the way, I, I shouldn't, I should say, and again, we're not a news program, so we're not going to get too far into it, but... Uh, Queen Elizabeth um, passed away earlier today, and that is big news, not only in uh, Great Britain, but across the world. And uh, I don't know what you think about the monarchy and all of that, but uh, Aaron, I've watched The Crown and and watched with great interest over the years and have visited London. In fact, I studied abroad, and, and I met Prince Charles one time at the Westminster Abbey School when I was studying abroad for Baylor and the British Isles. An amazing trip. Thank you, Tom Hanks. Thank you for what you did um, on that trip, and he was one of the great uh, leaders. Thank you, Dean Manus. Appreciate you. Former dean of the business school. Was also one of the chaperones, and David, his son, and a really cool family there, the Manus family. But, man, it's tough. It's tough because... uh, You know, at age 96, yeah, you can't say it's shocking. But just a couple of days ago, there were pictures of the uh, Queen at Balmoral Castle there in Scotland. Seemed to be hanging in there. And then things were kind of taking a turn for the worse today, it seemed. Some of the family members were trying to get in there uh, to see her. And then uh, the news goes out this afternoon. I think... um, Aaron, you know who broke the news to me was my daughter at high school. I don't think they're supposed to have phones these days at high school. And, and she said, Dad, the queen, the queen has died. And I said, no, no, because I had seen a false report earlier in the day on BBC. And I said, no, she's not doing well. And then, and then boom, I'm, you know, I, I start looking. And sure enough, I, I, two minutes before, ABC had reported it. And then I started kind of watching some of the news coverage. So. Uh, Again, we're not going to be talking about this a lot today, but only to say remarkable woman, remarkable run, and uh, the royal family. It's it's very sad today because she's a very important person. And if you've watched some of those shows about the monarchy, they're not always out there like saying a whole bunch of stuff or sharing their opinions, but they are always putting the country first. And quite honestly, a lot of them don't have real... I mean, you know, there, I'm, I, I'm sure there's a lot of wealth and great things that come with it. But in terms of, like, having a life, <laughs> I mean, it's it, all they do is just make appearances. And, and it, then you don't really get to have an opinion. But when you go back, I mean, you think about how long she was around. And, and so she spanned um, Churchill and, and then right on down to Tony Blair and then when Princess Di, uh, uh, you know, died in that uh, horrible uh, tra- accident, I mean, that, that was a bit, you know, that was everything. And she made some decisions that were questioned at first. And then she showed up uh, to grieve in front of the people at Buckingham Palace. So, anyway, a lot of tributes coming in on the Queen. And, Aaron, I just thought it was appropriate that uh, we at least uh, – 
talked a little bit about that and uh, and and gave gave words to that. Aaron, have you ever have you been fascinated with the royal family over the years? Uh, it, it, I'm sure you're an admirer of the Queen, and and it was always neat when they would come over to the states. And um, I just think she did an amazing job over the years. Any interest, Aaron, in the royals from uh, not, from you and the in uh, the Sexton family? Not not a and. Me personally, not a ton. I mean, I keep up, but I, I truly, truly admired the Queen. She was, she really was a a remarkable woman, and even though she lived a, a great full life, ninety six years, uh, it's still still a sad day with her passing. But always a, a uh, it sounds weird to say a huge fan, but a huge admirer of the Queen. She she yeah. really she really was remar- remarkable. Big fan, big fan. Um, <laughs> The <laughs> that's okay. I mean, I'm an admirer, but, but too. I was, you know. I know. I know. It's good. And um, now, you know. So here's what we call this next crew coming in: King Charles. Which <laughs> I, isn't that like a? I mean, I, I'm not trying to be. I mean, it's it's strange to go from talking the death of the Queen into joking about something. But what do you call the those dogs? King Cavaliers, those aren't King Charles. Anyway, um, King Charles is going to be his name, and then the she and Camilla is going to be called Queen Consort. C O N S O R T, Queen Consort. Now, I would say Britain has begrudgingly embraced her to a certain extent. I think for those of us in America, Aaron, we we have a hard time forgetting you know that she was the woman who was always in charles's life even when he was married to uh to to princess die and they both obviously that was a very very difficult and dreary marriage but uh his love was always camilla parker bowles and now she becomes the queen consort aaron does that does that sound weird to you the queen consort it sounds a little off-putting, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. It, 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 I don't know. It just has, sounds like it has kind of negative connotations, and maybe it does. I don't know. Queen, consort. better than better than queen villain. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's true. It, I mean, consort is short for consortium, if I had to guess, and I don't exactly know what it means, but I'll dig into it. During the break, and I'll present that news. But uh, uh, the Queen has uh, passed away at age 96, and it happened uh, today, and it is sad. But uh, I would suggest going back and watching, and again, I don't think the family loved all those portrayals, but I will say The Crown is an amazing show. I believe that's on Netflix. Uh, and you learn more about the family. And for some of the family, you it did not make you think that highly of them. For the Queen, it only made you think more highly of her. Um, the roles were played in the younger days by Claire Foy and in the later times by Olivia Coleman, who's an unbelievable actress. It's a great watch. And, and at first you might be like, oh, it's kind of like a, I don't really want to watch a documentary. No, it's a full-on show. There's a lot of drama. I'm sure they took some liberties. But the Queen, as cold as she can be at times comes out okay in this because she truly always put you know how Aaron 
we our politicians in America, uh, you know, I put I'm putting the country first. Eh, maybe so, but a lot of times they end up putting their interest or or their family's interest first. And with the Queen, I'm telling you, it was never family first. I I think sadly Prince Charles and and Prince Edward and whoever the others are, um, I think Margaret was her sister. I don't. I don't think that was like a big huggy. You know, fam. They weren't all hugging each other all the time. I mean, this was cold, hard. We got to rule the country. I don't have time for a lot of playtime. You know the the. Um, and again, I, people say, "Well, do you admire that?" Well, no. I mean, I'm I'm glad my mom spent you know ton of time with me, hugged me occasionally. No, <laughs> she did not just occasionally, but I I um I admire the Queen because that's a. At an extremely young age, probably she was, what, 18, 19 years old, her father died. King, was that Charles? Was, was, Prince, was, was uh, Princess Elizabeth, who became Queen Elizabeth, was her father named Charles? Well, there was one of those guys that abdicated because he wanted to marry a woman that had been divorced. Um and and so he he was in love with her, and so he abdicated uh, to his brother. And if you ever watch the King's Speech, you can learn more about that. Aaron, does his has this turned into sort of an educational show? Do you think Tom? You think Tom's out there? Like I wish I'm glad Mosley's doing a lot of royal talk today. People think, think they they tuned into BBC Radio, <laughs> except without the accents. That's right. I think it's an important day. Um, yes, it I, is. yes, yes, and I think it's okay uh, to talk about that. All right, um, I'll tell you what we need to do later in the program, Aaron. We do need. We don't have. Uh, we we we're going to do this in the five o'clock hour, our most listened to hour, and we'll do the Schmaltz's trivia question. The Schmaltz's trivia question, where you can win. Two free sandwiches. Aaron, try to help remind me. I was starting down some kind of Schmaltz's uh, road the other day. It was going to be a really good question that I was going to ask. And then I, I got distracted, as I typically do. So if you can remember where I was headed with that, Aaron, it's you're, you're in charge of trying to remember where I was headed three four days ago. But we'll come up with one later in the program. But next, we got Chris Hummer. And this guy, major college football uh, writer for uh, 24-7, covers a national college football writer. We'll visit with him next. The Baylor Coaches Show, live from Rudy's on the Circle in Waco, this Wednesday from 7 to 8 p.m. here on ESPN Central Texas. Join us Wednesday at 7 p.m. and hear from soccer coach Michelle Leonard and head football coach Dave Aranda. Tune in to the Baylor Coaches Show, live from Rudy's on the Circle in Waco, this Wednesday from 7 to 8 p.m. here on the flagship station for Baylor Athletics, ESPN Central Texas. Since 1943, Pioneer Steel and Pipe has been the number one provider of structural pipe, ranging from one half inch to 24 inch in diameter. They can handle all your fencing needs. They also carry square tubing from one half inch to six inches for weekend warrior projects, such as deer stands and ornamental iron jobs. If you need purlin, tubing, beams, weld plates, H braces, fence posts, culverts, or metal building supplies, Pioneer Steel and Pipe has the largest inventory of those products in Central Texas. Pioneer Steel and Pipe, with locations in Waco and Bryan and at pioneerboys.com. 
You wouldn't call your doctor, accountant, or mechanic using a 1-800 number. So, why your bank? If you have to dial 1-800, you don't know your bank and your bank doesn't know you. Come to Central National Bank and experience the difference. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. This is Greg Hill, General Manager of Mission Golf Cars, the nation's number one easy-go golf car dealer. We are proud to announce the opening of our newest store in Waco, Texas, offering the full line of easy-go and Cushman vehicles for the golf course, the neighborhood, the beach, the farm, and industry. Mission Golf Cars has the knowledge and experience to handle all of your golf car needs from sales and service to leasing and rentals. But our true expertise is in our commitment to our customers' experience. Mission Golf Cars, now open at Bagby and Highway 6. Stop in today for a test drive or check us out at missiongolfcars.com. Matt Mosley, weekdays at 4 p.m. on ESPN Central Texas. It's time to start prepping for your football festivities at Specs. Specs knows tailgating in Texas is serious business, and that's why we've got a seriously big selection of everything you need to turn every game into the big game. Raise your team spirits to new heights with world-class wines, craft cocktails, ice-cold beers, and enough gourmet snacks to keep your team fueled up for the season. It's tailgate season at Specs. The fun starts here. There are several big games in week one of the college football season, including Alabama at Texas, South Carolina versus Arkansas, Baylor versus BYU, Iowa State versus Iowa, Houston versus Texas Tech. Raise the bar on your next tailgate with Specs Wine Spirits and Finer Foods. The fun starts here. There's no better place to watch the big game than Coach's Barbecue Smokehouse. And they're here to help with some money-saving deals. $3 off nachos on Mondays, three fifty single tacos on Tuesday, discounted bone-in and boneless wings on Wednesdays, two fifty domestics on Thursday, Thursday, and $7 burgers and barbecue sandwiches on Friday. Plus, there's live music on Wednesdays. Come join in the fun. Coach's Barbecue Smokehouse, 330 Austin Avenue, downtown Waco. Have you ever been stranded on the side of the road? The next time it happens, call Big Boys Record Service to get you and your ride where you need to be. You can count on Big Boys Record Service to help you with roadside assistance, such as when your vehicle won't start, you need a tire change, you locked yourself out of your vehicle, or you're stuck in the mud. Remember, Big Boys Record Service can help with heavy hauls as well. No job too big or too small, they do it all. In business since 1983, Big Boys Record Service. Call 254-662-3031. And remember, slow down or move over. ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Ward White with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Center update brought to you by McAdams and Sons Roofing. NFL regular season kicks off tonight on Thursday Night Football. Bills versus the Rams from L.A. kick off at 7:20 on NBC. Cowboys kick off the season on Sunday Night Football versus Tampa Bay at AT&T Stadium. Kick off at 7:20, and you can hear that game on ESPN Central Texas. Big 12 Commissioner Brett Yorkman still insists the Big 12 is open for business when asked about adding teams from out west. Number 15 ranked Baylor Volleyball home opener tonight at 6 against Colorado State. Texas Rangers. Rangers drop another one to the Astros, 4-3. Rangers have the day off before starting a series with the Blue Jays tomorrow. High school football on our airways tonight. Waco Lions host the Granbury Pirates. First district game of the season. Pre-game at 6.30 with Tom Barfield on ESPN Central Texas. Sports Center, every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas.
on his Matt Mosley show, ESPN Central Texas. <clears throat> Lots coming up, uh, and uh, just the excitement of BYU week. And as the Bears go to Provo, Chris Hummer joining us now, the uh, National College Football Writer, Transfer Portal Expert for 27, uh, 24-7 Sports. And Chris, good to have you. This is going to be a uh, interesting weekend. Let's start, before we get to any Baylor talk, this Texas-Alabama game. Now, th- uh, today I was reminded, I'm starting to get reminded of, uh, okay, where did this guy end up? And Texas has a transfer, uh, and I think they have two or three transfers from Alabama. Now, one of those guys is still serving some type of suspension from his time at Bama. But I always find this fascinating when a former coach like Sark has some of his former players from Bama. Now, which one of these players that I'm talking about is is going to make the biggest, like, earliest impact? I assume it's this uh, wide receiver. Um, actually, I'd probably go with Keelan Robinson, who's a running back. He yes. transferred from Alabama when Steve Sarkeesian came over in 2020, and he's kind of like a big play gadget guy. And I would imagine, given the game and given that Texas is going to need all the help it can get, he'll see one or two snaps that really matter. Like he could make a play that busts the game open. Not that I'd expect it to change the final um, kind of result of it. But, yeah, I think Keelan Robinson, if you're going to – you're going to spot like somebody would be him. Ajay Hall is also coming back, but he's yeah. been he's been away from the team and hasn't really practiced until before this week. So I don't know how big of a part of the game plan he'll be. Well, it's going to be a, a lot of fun. And uh, it, it, isn't it funny that the first time ever, like Fox and uh, ESPN have been there for their shows, is a game that doesn't even involve one of the teams isn't ranked. It's just the brands, you know, are so big in this game. Do you have a a sense of, like, if you were going to bet this thing, I mean, I think it's a 20 or 21-point spread. Do you do you think that the Longhorns have that talent level back up? You know, last year, by the end of the year, they were in a bad way. Everybody was screaming at each other. The famous uh, monkey thing happened. That was an embarrassment. You know this roster – and you know some of the people they've brought in. Is this getting to look like uh, one of the Texas rosters that we've been more used to in the past? Uh, I mean, I I don't know if I'd go that far, but I don't think talent's ever really been the issue for Texas. I think last year it was a combination of um, some strife within the locker room, um, some just cultural issues, and just, frankly, like, Texas the last decade when things have gotten tough, I've had a hard time finishing games. Um, they were in a lot of those games late last year. So I, I think the talent level there, it's, it's certainly not where Alabama is, but I think Texas is as talented naturally as any team in the big 12. Um, so I don't, I don't know if that'll be the problem. A lot of it's just young. Um, like Texas is going to start two true freshman offensive linemen on Saturday. Um, a lot of Texas better players are all young and underclassmen, obviously a quarterback, redshirt freshman making a second career start. A lot of Texas better offensive pieces are underclassmen. So I think it has a lot more to do with that than it does to do with the actual baseline talent level of Texas. Yeah, it just seemed like they were kind of running low on players last year, but you're right. There's some coaching issues along the way. Now, Quinn Ewers, you have been all over the Quinn Ewers story even back when he was at uh, Ohio State. 
uh, this is a huge spot for him. And, and, and this is where uh, they've got to try to do the best they can to protect him. But at some point in this game, you know, he's going to have to make a play and make some plays downfield. Do you, you having been around him, covered him, know his past, where do you think he is, like, mentally? Like, is this a – I mean, are we going to see a nervous Quinn Ewers early in this game, or is this guy almost cocky enough to think, hey, I'll be just fine in this game? Where Where do you think his mental space is heading into this kind of matchup? Well, I'm going to be frank. I don't think it could go much worse than last week. He almost threw an interception on his first career pass, and then his second career <laughs> pass was an interception. So if he, I don't think he could start worse. Um, but I, I think he'll generally be fine. I think the bigger problem for Quinn Ewers, like not men, makeup or mentality, is just the fact that he's playing Alabama. Will Anderson and Dallas Turner are coming off the edge. They have some freaks inside too, like Jaheim Otis, who's a true freshman. And given the questions of Texas's offensive line, I think his bigger issue is just going to be standing upright. I will say I expect him. I would be surprised if he didn't throw a pick or two. Like Quinn's a risk taker. I think. In some cases, he trusts his arm a little too much, and he's still really early in his development in terms of working through progressions in Steve Sarkeesian's system. So I would not be shocked to see a turnover or two, but I don't, I don't know if that'll be because he's intimidated. I think that'll be a lot of uh, kind of youthful mistakes more so than anything. Are you seeing Chris Hummer from 247 uh, joining us 24-7 on the Matt Mosley Show, ESP in Central Texas? Uh, the man is a transfer portal expert. He looks at that thing all the time to see what's going on. Um, you already have players hitting the portal. You confirmed one uh, yesterday, the uh, linebacker out of Oklahoma. I mean, is this pretty common these days? I mean, first of all, think about LSU. I mean, there's a guy that you go into the game, it's like, oh, this is a big-time player. This guy, you know, watch uh, uh, Booty. I mean, it's a great player to watch. And then by the end of the game, and you could even tell by his body language, even when one of his teammates got a big touchdown, he was not really into it. And then sure enough, it's like, okay, he's ready to check out. Is this, uh, are you seeing more than in the past or is this becoming sort of normal that even after one week you see guys go into the portal? Yeah, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna lie. I'm, I'm a little surprised to see people entering the portal at all because the NCAA last week passed rule changes, and I've talked to like sources at the NCAA, and they've told me the portal is closed, like the windows are in effect. So I'm trying to get, I'm still personally trying to get a little clarity on how this is working because players should not technically be able to enter. I've talked to sources across the country, and I think there's just a general state of confusion right now with that. As I understand it, like even if you're able to enter, you can't enroll anywhere until at least December. So to me, it is surprising to see players jumping in the portal because they're not really gaining any benefit by it. Um, they're not going to be working out with the team probably. They are guaranteed a scholarship, but like it's it's an interesting situation. But even last year, we saw probably about a hundred players go in the portal midseason um, between the first week of the season and probably like the 10th or 11th. So it's not, it's not uncommon. I'm just surprised with the new rule changes in effect that we're actually still seeing players enter. Yeah. I tell you, I was, we were really pulling by the way for Gary Bohannon, one of the, you know, the player who uh, transferred from the bears from Baylor and, uh, and it did not look great for him. South Florida, you know, you, you got Brewer, it got hurt at Liberty. I, I was looking around. There was the there was a chance that four to five Baylor quarterbacks, well, 
five of them were on different rosters to start this season. I mean, C.J. Rogers down the road at Texas State. Zeno, you remember, came from the San Antonio area. Brewer, Bohannon, and, like, uh, somebody else I'm missing. It, it, it is funny that, like, one program can supply that many quarterbacks, you know, around, around the country, and you're seeing more and more of that. Now, you, got, you spent some time with Dave Aranda uh, in, in this Baylor program. Going into BYU, this is a tough spot for the Bears. Now, BYU's favored in this game. Last I saw by about two and a half for a field goal. Is Did that surprise you, given the fact that Baylor is a top 10 ranked team right now and uh, BYU, I believe, is 21st in the country? Did that surprise you at all? Or do you think that's just showing BYU in that environment, you know, the respect they deserve? I think it's a little bit of both. I was a little surprised, to be honest, because I, I have a lot of respect. And also, the way that game went last year, Baylor just owned the line of scrimmage. And I think Baylor's better on the line of scrimmage this year on both sides than it was last year. So that that was a bit surprising. But at the same time, like I think BYU is a little underranked um, generally. Um, they've been one of the best teams in the country quietly the last two years. I think Jaron Hall, their quarterback, is one of the most underrated players in the country. Um, they have a lot to like. And I think BYU could easily make a run this year um, with a really difficult schedule ahead of it at 10 wins once again. So I, I was a bit surprised to see Baylor as an underdog, especially because Dave Aranda, I think it's like 4-0 his last four games as an underdog dating back to last year. Um, so I actually like Baylor in this game, but I, I think it is a little bit of both. I think people are under – valuing Baylor a little bit given some of the losses it had coming off last year's team and I think they are respecting BYU properly given how quality of a team that is these four new teams we're talking about BYU Cincinnati Houston UCF Cincinnati's obviously had the most success getting to the playoff but which of those programs do you feel like is set up to come into the Big 12 and have immediate success? Is it because of what Fickle has done? I mean, I, I, I would probably lean that direction, although BYU has tremendous history, uh, uh, and, and they seem to acquire talent. Um, and and I, I don't know how it'll hold up week in, week out in the Big 12. How would you rank those four teams, like in terms of who's going to have the most immediate success? Uh, in the uh, in the Big 12 next year. That's a honestly, that's a really tough question. I think all four teams, given the cycle of their roster, are capable of competing in the Big 12 right away. I don't know which one of those teams is going to cycle up the fastest. I think BYU is inherently advantaged just because their roster roster trends so much older. Like they're often starting 24 and 25 year old linemen because of um, the Mormon missions that a lot of those players undertake. But, like, if you just look on paper at recruiting, like, Cincinnati, Houston, and UCF are all, like, programs that would be middle of the pack to upper tier in terms of straight-up recruiting in the Big 12. Like, Houston right now is recruiting at a better level than Kansas and Kansas State and potentially even West Virginia at times. Same thing about Cincinnati, same thing about UCF. So I, I honestly think the Big 12 is going to be the most competitive conference in football once Texas and Oklahoma leave, just top to bottom. And I think all three of those teams are capable. I, I think I'd probably spotlight 
UCF going into next year, just given the roster of those four teams. But I think all four are capable of making a run. All right, talking to Chris Hummer from uh, 247, wasn't it interesting to hear the new commissioner out? He was at Cincinnati, and uh, he has had no qualms about basically saying, hey, I'd like to go west. I'd like to find a cultural fit out west. Uh, Some people immediately said, oh, I think he's talking about Arizona. Of course, some of those teams immediately go, that must be us. We got the best culture. Now, Arizona's the best basketball school of those uh, of those teams when you hear the commissioner talking like that and i know it infuriates the pac-12 is isn't it kind of interesting that the big 12 feels so much more in a position of power now i mean we, we obviously have two power conferences right and then it's a fight for who's next and it's kind of nice chris to have a commissioner after kind of having a reactionary type commissioner Bob put up some fight after OU and Texas were leaving, but obviously he had no clue it was coming, and really nobody did, so it's probably not fair to him. But this does seem like a this new commissioner seems a little bit like a brawler or at least someone who doesn't mind uh, upsetting the apple cart. How, how do you like the way he's handled himself so far? I think given the time period in college athletics that we're in, he's handling himself appropriately. I, I don't think you can be timid coming into this job um, if you're Brett Yormack, your mark. Um, it's just not possible given the landscape we're in. So I think he's doing exactly what he has to do. Um, I won't lie. It's still surprising to see a commissioner so vocally state his desires to expand like that and specifically where they'd like to expand. But I think it is where we're at in college athletics um, one of these two conferences, like it's going to happen, it's going to collapse. The Big 12 or the Pac-12 over time, it might be a slow death, but eventually they're going to go by the wayside and one of the conferences is going to survive because they're going to end up poaching each other. There's just not enough big markets between the two of them for them to stave off that over the long haul. I think the Big 12 is in a slightly stronger position. I think you're seeing Brett Yormark flex that slightly stronger position. I think it's pretty clear the four teams that would be on the table with that and I'm sure if the Big 12 could add Oregon and Washington as well, they'd be happy to do so. But um, I think he's just setting up as many signal flares as possible, saying, like, this is our desire, and you would have a place here if you wanted to move, if you're those two Arizona schools, Utah and Colorado. All right. Uh, now, Chris, what do you, uh, on Saturdays, do you try to watch, as a national reporter on all this, do you try to watch as many games as you can, or do you like to usually uh, – choose a place to go each Saturday to one of these games or, or kind of both? A little bit of both. Um, I was on the couch last week. I had like three screens up trying to take in as much as possible. Um, this week I'll be at Texas, Alabama. I'll probably be on the road to A&M Miami next week or maybe A&M Arkansas the week after. I'm sure I'll be in Waco at some point this year. If there's a game, good game I can drive to or maybe even a crazy game nationally, I'll fly out to it. So I, I try to do a little bit of both during the year. You can't, you can't miss a game atmosphere uh, during the season. It would be sad if I couldn't go to at least a couple. All right. Well, come see us. Uh, the pregame show starts, uh, our tailgate pregame show starts 7 a.m. against Texas State in a couple of Saturdays. So why don't you come hang out with us, all right? We'll we'll uh, <laughs> we'll have you on the program. Chris, I uh, appreciate it, and uh, have, a, uh, have a great weekend. Absolutely. Thanks so much. I really appreciate it. You bet. There he goes. Chris Hummer.
felt like the dog was getting involved there at the end, perhaps. Uh, needs, needs to let that, let that animal out uh, occasionally. Uh, kind of like Aaron does. Aaron's always running home to walk the dog, and he takes the poor dog on these long walks. Um, it is uh, time for something we call Campus Confidential. Lots of directions to go as we get closer to a college football weekend. We discuss it all next. In Central Texas. The McGregor Coaches Show with Mike Shields is brought to you by Benchmark Mortgage, Frontier Waste Solutions, McGregor General Store, Pascal Insurance and Real Estate, TFNB, Your Bank for Life, and Triple S Sports. Not the result you wanted last week against Grosbeck, but you're still in the early stages of the season. What are you learning about your team as you head into week three? Yeah, well, we saw a lot of improvement. Like you said, we didn't get the win uh, that, that you're striving for every week, but we did see a lot of improvement. Defense played a lot better, uh, special teams, and we didn't turn the ball over as much, you know, so that, uh, uh, like I said, we saw improvement from week one to week two on that, and we just got to keep improving there. And uh, um, hopefully we can put a few more points on the board and hold the opponent down a little bit, get a win this week. And your opponent this week, you'll be back at home against Gatesville coming off a 49-14 loss to Glen Rose. Give us a preview of your matchup with the Hornets and what you look to see from your team as they continue to improve. You know, I think they're a lot like us, talking about Gatesville. Uh, um, they, they hard-nosed, you know, playing. Uh, they are a three-man front on defense where we're really not. Um, offensively, uh, they shuffle some backs in there, kind of like we do. Um, not Probably not as, as big of a passing game as Grosbeck was. Once again, similar to us, you know, so... Uh, we're going to kind of see a team. We're going to look in the mirror and see our own team, and, and we're going to have to show up and play till the till the very end to to try to get a victory. ESPN Central Texas. When shopping for a home mortgage, Benchmark Mortgage, Waco, Central Texas is ready to bring you home. Offering conventional VA, FHA, and USDA loan products for purchase and refinance transactions. Our team is committed to providing a first-class experience and united by the Benchmark core values. Success, relationship, dynamic, excellence, and positive attitude. We provide certainty in uncertain times. Benchmark Mortgage, Waco, Central Texas. Locally owned and operated by Adam Goldenberg. and MLS number 746474. With 20 years experience, visit adamgoldenberg.benchmark.us. Make your trash disappear. Call your friends at Frontier. Frontier Waste Solutions is a locally owned and operated waste management company. We are Texas-based and Texas-proud. Frontier Waste offers roll-off dumpster rentals, commercial waste disposal, and residential garbage collection. At Frontier Waste, we will pick up your trash. Our equipment is well-maintained, and we have a great culture here where employees are taken care of, too. Call me for your municipal, commercial, and construction dumpster quotes today. Sabrina with Frontier, 254-855-6683. Or on our website, FrontierWaste.com. 
Your modern-day general store is McGregor General Store. They are an official Purina fee dealer, and they have all the latest lawn and garden products and outdoor furniture. McGregor General Store also has a large inventory of new fashionable clothing items for men and women. Serapi collection purses, bags and boots, shirts and jeans from Wrangler, Ariat, and Cinch, and ladies' Ariat boots and ripper shoes. Go by and say hello to Courtney, Amy, and the gang at McGregor General Store on Highway 84 in McGregor and at McGregorGeneralStore.com. Pascal Insurance and Real Estate is a full-service, independent insurance agency and real estate company. They write all policies from commercial to auto and home. Pascal Insurance represents multiple companies, including Safeco, Travelers, Allstate, Progressive, Nationwide, and Hoheim Prairie. The real estate experts specialize in residential, commercial, and farm and ranch properties. Stop by and check them out at 401 Madison and McGregor or learn more at psrealtors.com. Flinging a green and gold worldwide on the web at SyntechSportsFan.com. TFNB, your bank for life, supports Central Texas football. Find out why more Central Texans are making TFNB their bank for life. Sign up for our Edge checking and savings accounts to earn interest or cash back. With five convenient locations and an award-winning mobile app, banking has never been easier. TFNB, your bank for life. Member FDIC. Triple S Sports is your one stop for all your baseball and softball gear. They have the latest bats, gloves, balls, and equipment from names that you know and trust. Rawlings, Louisville Slugger, DeMarini, Wilson, Easton, Mizuno, Under Armour, and New Balance. Triple S Sports can also take care of your team uniform needs with their large selection of the latest sublimated apparel and custom caps. Ask about league and school special discounts. Stop by their warehouse in Waco or visit them at triplesports.com. Play ball! Uncle Dan's Barbecue and Rib House is one of Waco's longest, continuous, family-owned barbecue restaurants. Since 1978, Uncle Dan's has been offering delicious ribs, made-from-scratch sides, the famous Texas tater, and prime beef brisket. Convenient drive through windows and sit-down dining allow customers to be served in whichever way they desire. Uncle Dan's is proud to serve Central Texas Monday through Saturday with locations in Waco and Hewitt. Come visit the loyal staff at Uncle Dan's today and experience their rich history and family recipes. ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Ward White with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Center update brought to you by McAdams and Sons Roofing. NFL regular season kicks off tonight on Thursday Night Football. Bills versus the Rams from L.A. kick off at 720 on NBC. Cowboys kick off the season on Sunday Night Football versus Tampa Bay at AT&T Stadium. Kick off at 720 and you can hear that game on ESPN Central Texas. Big 12 Commissioner Brett Yorkman still insists the Big 12 is open for business when asked about adding teams from out west. Number 15 ranked Baylor Volleyball, home opener tonight at 6 against Colorado State. Texas Rangers drop another one to the Astros, 4-3. Rangers have the day off before starting a series with the Blue Jays tomorrow. High school football on our airways tonight. Waco Lions host the Granbury Pirates. First district game of the season, pregame at 6.30 with Tom Barfield on ESPN Central Texas. Sports Center every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. It's time for Campus Confidential, our daily look at college football news. Here's your host, Matt Mosley. It is Matt Mosley. As we continue on a Thursday and getting you ready for some college football this weekend, late night Baylor start 
I cannot really remember a 9-15 central time start for a football game for the Bears. I mean, the only thing that could even be comparable would be when they played, they did play USC out there one time in the evening. Now, I, they got a win out there against USC one time, I think 17-14. That would have been Coach Taft. They lost one at, at USC, and then they had they lost the one at home many years ago, as I recall. But uh, not many games at this late hour. All right, Aaron, what's on your uh, what's on your agenda today? As we do some campus confidential. Another college football coach just got a lot of money. Clemson coach Dabo Sweeney. Agreed to a new 10-year, $115 million contract today, the largest college football coaching contract by total compensation. The new contract will run through 2031 and averages $11.5 million over 10 years. In 2022, Sweeney is set to earn $10.5 million, just behind Alabama coach Nick Saban, who recently got a raise and extension that will pay him $10.7 million over the length of the contract, which runs through 2030. Saban will average slightly more than Sweeney's new contract. And uh, also, but Sweeney will average more than Kirby Smart, who signed a 10-year, $112 million deal that averages $11.2 million per year. Those three coaches have won six of the eight national championships in the CFP era. Well, you know, to put it in perspective, I would say the – in the Big 12, I'm just trying to think about the highest paid. So he annually uh, soon will be making over $11 million a year. Now, I, w- I remember looking some of this up. Venables comes in at like six and a half or seven. He's never been a head coach, but it's OU, so they're going to pay. Obviously, Sark's going to make somewhere in that range as well. Sark probably makes six and a half, seven. I would say Dave Aranda, in his extension, although the numbers were not disclosed, my guess would be somewhere in the six million dollar, uh, five and a half to six million dollar range. Okay, he he's doing great. Um, he's probably a little bit behind Mike Gundy, who's been at Oklahoma State forever. And I would say Mike Gundy's probably up around $7 million a year. Aaron, who else would be making, who am I missing in the Big 12? Anybody else? Uh, Gary would have been making a ton of money. You know, he, he uh, when he uh, got fired, Gary was probably up around $6.5 million a year to $7 million at TCU. So that gives you some perspective. Dabo, considered the second-best coach in all of college football. Aaron, you could have made an argument a few years ago for Urban. I mean, you can't anymore. But <laughs> Urban was uh, incredible at, at both Florida and Oklahoma, at Ohio State. Now, he's made an embarrassment of himself for his actions, both at Ohio State and as uh, at, at, with the Jacksonville Jaguars. But I think if we were going to rank – and not just by money, but the, the people considered the best coaches in college football. I you got to go uh, Saban one, 
Dabo two. See, I obviously Ohio State's been great, but I I think you I can't Kirby's maybe moved into the three spot. I mean Ryan Day's gonna be around the top five for sure. Now, who gives you the most bang for the buck of any college uh, football coach out there? I'd say somebody like the coach at uh, Wake Forest. Well, I think that's a great coach. Is that Dave Clawson? Does that sound right to you, Aaron? I mean that 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 dude is that the guy at Wake Forest is an awesome coach, and I bet they pay him, you know, three or four million a year, which is great money. But I mean, you know, it's it, it uh, Dabo's going to be making about four times that <laughs> at uh, Clemson, and they're in the same. They're in the same conference. Right. Yeah, you were talking about uh, ranking head coaches. Uh, obviously, everyone knows Nick Saban's resume, but uh, Dabo Sweeney's resume is pretty impressive as well. 15 seasons. The first, he was an interim coach in 2008. He's won two national championships and seven SEC, ACC titles, excuse me, and he has 151 wins. That's the third most in FBS history for coaching wins in the first 15 seasons of a head coaching career behind Urban Meyer and Bob Stoops. So, yeah, pretty pretty impressive resume to go along with that new contract extension for Dabo Sweeney. Have you heard wow. about the controversy over Alabama's marching band at the upcoming Alabama-Texas game? I have heard a little bit of this, but... I don't really feel like these bands are always put in a in a very remote location. But 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 go ahead and hit me. What's the latest on on Bandgate? The Alabama band will not be making the trip to oh. Daryl K. Royal Memorial Stadium because. They were going to put them in the upper deck, and they were going to uh, take the tickets out of the Alabama ticket allotment, which obviously Alabama wants to sell those tickets to alumni uh, and make money on them. Now, the SEC has game agreements that state visiting fans are allotted seats in the upper and lower bowls. The Big 12 has no such agreement, so all 5,000 tickets for the Alabama fans are in the upper deck, including what would have been for the million-dollar band. They traditionally travel to every road game, even if it's just uh, a part of the band and not the full band, but they decided not to go because of the uh, seating and ticket issue. This isn't the first time this has come up. Uh, LSU in 2019 was tucked away in the upper deck, a move that led LSU to say they'd force Texas to do the same thing. Of course, that rematch never happened in LSU because of COVID. So there will be no million dollar band at the Alabama Texas game because they were going to put them and they showed a picture of where the band was going to be. It was going to be in the upper deck in the corner. So they were going to be way away, but I I don't have any problem with Texas doing that. I don't, why would you have the opposing team's band right near the sidelines? Does that I, I make mean, sense? Uh, Honestly, I I'd like to put. I think you should put the bands like, let them perform at halftime, 
and then send them back out to the parking lot. No, I, I'm fine. <laughs> I'm fine with them being in, but this is this is not some kind of breaking news. I mean, when when teams come and play, like if University of Texas or OU and they're in town and they bring the band, they put them way up high in the third deck at McLean. And <clears throat> you know, if you want to be loud and be heard, bring the whole band, bring a big group. I mean, who's got the biggest band? I mean, A&M's got the most famous band, but in the Big 12, probably Bugwub is, for my money, is the best. Of course, the Baylor Golden Wave Band. But I would say OU in Texas. Texas is called the Show Band of the South. OU brings a pretty good, they got a pretty large band just because of being huge state schools. Got big band. I think Texas just kind of has a little more style because of the little cowboy hats and stuff they wear. Now, one of my favorites was an old SWC favorite. I, I liked, well, I liked Rice. They had the mob. I don't think those people were in school. They would just, like, have random people from Houston show up to play in that band, and they were they would do really funny stuff and skits. The mob. I liked them. But I also liked the SMU band, and they were called the best-dressed band in the land. And then they were the school. The uh, fight song is "She'll Be Coming Around a Mountain," and I'm telling you, when SMU was really good, and they got that thing going with that brass section, <laughs> I'm acting like I know what I'm talking about. Whatever section it was, that that they would get that thing rolling, and I, I SMU, uh, and they were very good performers. They kind of had some high steppers out there. For my money, B- SMU, not the biggest band, but of the old SWC teams, the best performers. And then Arkansas was kind of fun because they would always play, um, you know, that song, Hey, hey, baby, I want to know, won't you be my girl? Like in the, all of uh, Fayetteville, I better not say this loud because my daughter's now flirting with the idea of going to Arkansas. I don't want to make it sound too fun, but <laughs> it uh, it uh, it is really a fun band and fun atmosphere. Aaron, how do we get here? Who are we? How do we get here? Uh, what uh, what else do you have for us, sir? Real quick, you were asking, or you mentioned, you were trying to f- figure out what what was the largest college marching band. According to the Magic Google machine, that would be the Fighting Texas Aggie Band with over 400 members. So, LSU coach Brian Kelly said that safety Joe Fauci didn't dress for the Tiger season opening loss to Florida State on Sunday because of transfer credit issues from his previous school, Arkansas. The Baton Rouge advocate first reported that he is appealing a four-game suspension related to the transfer. He's a New Orleans native, started 33 games for Arkansas, and obviously was expected to be a big contributor for LSU this season. They are still working on trying to get him back. LSU hosts Southern on Saturday. What position is this guy? He's a safety. Okay. Did you see that news conference Monday? Brian Kelly tried to be kind of funny. And, yeah, the LSU head coach. I mean, that was really uh, interesting. For people that didn't see it, he was just trying to kind of be funny. And he's not that funny of a guy. He tried tried to execute a line 
Well, he used the word execution, and it was an old John McKay line, and he butchered it, and that got away from him. Well, the other day, he was just going to say, we're going to find people, uh, media, press that, that's late, and then at the end, we'll have a big party. Well, he was just kind of being fun, especially like two days after a big loss. I, I, I was fine with whatever he was saying. And whoever he was getting on for being late fired something back at, like, if you if you'll stop losing, I'll start showing up on time. <laughs> I'll be here. I, I'll I'll show up on time as soon as you start winning, or yeah, something like yeah. that. Yeah, I mean, can you imagine like one of our our local people saying something like that to Aranda? I mean, think how you know. Think if Curtis Quillen just said that. Well, Aranda, if you if you win, we'll start showing up on time. I mean, Curtis would never do that. Kurt's corner. I mean, Kurt, very respectful young man. And uh, there they are up in LSU already firing. I mean, again, even if that reporter was just kind of joking, weird joke. I really did think that was kind of. Read the room. Yeah, I was like, wow, that's. I I wasn't a big fan, even though I'm not a big fan of Brian Kelly. I was just like, that's a little much. I wish Kelly would keep would would get up there and do some of that dancing like he did in that recruiting video. I still I'd like to see more of that. I think people I think people like that. All right. We are going to talk to Baylor softball coach. You know him as Glenn Moore, one of the most decorated softball coaches in the country. He joins us next. Hey, everyone. With today's Cowboys report, I'm Christy Scales. All-pro linebacker Micah Parsons was asked if Bucks quarterback Tom Brady has a kryptonite. His answer after this. What does it mean to be a part of Cowboys Nation? At Reliant, it means powering the home of the Dallas Cowboys and homes of Cowboys fans across Texas and helping out when needed most. As an electricity provider, it's our commitment to every customer and their family. And it's as strong as our Texas roots. It's our promise today and for generations to come. Reliant, proud to be the official energy provider of the Dallas Cowboys. PUCT number 10007. Becky Hammond on being the first woman to coach in the NBA. What if it's no big deal that I'm a woman? What if it's about striving for excellence and being the best me without the label? It's not about where others say you should be. It's about where you want to go. It's about a financial services company that focuses on your measures of success. Whether it's for your home or business, we offer personalized service and expert advice to help you achieve your unique goals. Visit SWBC.com for financial services without the labels. Cowboys linebacker Micah Parsons one year ago this time made his NFL regular season debut against the GOAT, Bucks quarterback Tom Brady. Parsons says he and the Cowboys defense are much better than last September, so he's expecting a better result than last year's loss. He was also asked if Brady has a kryptonite. Just like any superhero, they lose a fight. I done seen the Hawk get beat up. I done seen Thor get beat up. Seen Captain America get beat up. Every superhero gets beat up. But, you know, one thing they always do, they always get it back up and they find a way to get to their destination. So Tom may have a kryptonite, he may not, but he gets, he gets beat up. Once you can get back up and keep going doing the fight, you're a superhero in many eyes. Brady is undefeated against the Cowboys 6-0, one of those wins with the Bucks last year. With today's Cowboys Report, I'm Christy Scales. Cowboy Report brought to you by Richard Carr Buick GMC Cadillac. Cars and trunks are arriving weekly. Highway 6 at the Imperial Exit in Waco and at richardcar.com. The Big 12 Blitz, weekdays at 5.50 p.m. on ESPN Central Texas. 
What's up, guys? This is Tori down at Harley-Davidson of Waco. With gas prices booming, you deserve to get your knees in the breeze and save some cash. With record-breaking numbers the past few months to make waves, we need your help to keep up this momentum. Whether it's purchasing your very first Harley-Davidson motorcycle or getting rid of your third old bike in the garage, we would love to have your business. Be cautious of the heat outside, but take advantage of the heat inside with these smoking hot deals, y'all. Trade it in, take it home, or turn it over. This is only the beginning at Harley-Davidson of Waco, where you'll never ride alone. Ready to break ground on your next commercial construction project? Founded in 1969, Barnett Contracting is your single source for preparing for your next build. Their services include excavation, utilities, civil engineering, concrete work, paving, and storm drainage. Do business with Central Texas's premier site work contractor, Barnett Contracting, where they strive for successful projects and satisfy clients. Learn more at barnettcontracting.com. A bank in any town USA treats everyone like, well, anyone. At Central National Bank, we provide Central Texans with a different kind of banking. We believe in people over processes, listening over telling, and helping our customers over helping ourselves. Come to Central National Bank and experience the difference. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. The Cowboys Update, weekdays at 725 a.m. and 450 p.m. on ESPN Central Texas. Make your vehicle look and run like new again at CNC Collision Center. They're your locally owned and operated location for paint and body repairs, frame straightening, spray and bed liners, and wheel alignments. CNC Collision Center offers free estimates, and they'll also come to you for car pickup and delivery. Have your car restored to its original beauty. CNC Collision Center, 5849 North Highway 6 in Spiegelville at cccollisioncenter.com and on Facebook. I'm Kyle Tomlinson, General Manager of Jeff Hunter Toyota. We offer a full selection of new and pre-owned vehicles. Stop by and see me or any of our team members for a great car at a fair price. Jeff Hunter Toyota. Toyota quality, Waco values. From the Allen Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Studios, this is KRZI Waco, K222DC Waco, K265DV Temple, ESPN Central Texas. Welcome back to the Matt Mosley Show. The presenting sponsor of the Matt Mosley Show is Central National Bank, your leading independent bank with locations in Waco, Temple, and Austin. Also sponsored by Alan Samuels, Dodge Chrysler, Jeep Ram, Barnett Contracting, Baylor Line Foundation, Coach's Barbecue Smokehouse, Ascension Providence, Camp Fimfo Waco, The Baylor Club, Myatt Fuels, Schmoltz's Sandwich Shop, Versalive Southwest Time Manufacturing, and UBO Business Services. And now, here's Matt Mosley. Watch Matt Mosley, 5 o'clock hour on a Thursday. Schmoltz's trivia question coming up at 520. We may get Coach Moore to help us out with this. I'd like a good trivia, a good Baylor softball trivia question. Glenn Moore joining us now. And, Coach, it was fun to get to visit with you. Um, you know, recently, we hadn't seen each other in a while. And, uh, you know, during the season, I always feel like John Morris kind of kind of has the market cornered on Glenn Moore conversations. And it just hit me the other day. I was like, well, I can, you know, I could try to get Glenn on myself. And so here we are today. So I'm excited to catch up with you a little bit. 
Man, I feel like I have arrived and uh, reaching the pinnacle of my career right now. It's great to be here, Matt. Thank you. Twenty-two years, you've climbed the mountain, and here, here is Glenn Moore on the Matt Mosley Show. Now, you know, I, I, uh, the other night, um, you know, and it's just, it's really interesting to see. We got new coaches. We got coaches who've been around a long time. Now Mitch is coming back. But, I mean, 22 years in the program, and, and Coach, you've had such great moments, and it just seems like with the NIL and the transfer and all, you, you kind of almost have to constantly reinvent yourself a little bit. I was paying close attention when you started getting a couple of transfers this summer. Have you um, – at first, did you kind of were you hesitant to use the portal, or did you kind of dive into the portal when that whole thing started a couple of years ago? You know, I'm from Mississippi, so I'm already slow a little bit, and I I was a, a little I'm I'm a I'm a traditionalist, and I don't like a whole lot of change. Unfortunately, we get left behind if you think that way too often, and. So no, I was a little bit behind the the game, but you you watch the the teams that are attending the World Series in the last few years, and half their rosters are made up of uh, portal transfers, and um, you know, so we 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 were a little slow learning, but we we dove into it the last two years actually, and did pretty well. Yeah, I would say so. And to remind folks, there was somebody that came in from SFA in July, I believe it was, that uh, that grabbed my interest. But uh, Amber Tovin comes in from Arizona. Uh, Presley uh, 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 Pylon comes in from LSU. Tell us a little bit about some of these uh, transfers. And you already had a team that went out and won that uh, uh, that that tournament that was a really interesting decision because at first I was like really do they want to go out there and then y'all not only did you go out there you won the whole thing so obviously I think you ended up being really glad you did that but what how will these uh, players I just mentioned the transfers fit in with already a talented returning crew well yeah if you don't mind I'll mention that tournament to start with it was a tough decision when you're a program that's uh, you know consistently going to the NCAs, and that's your expectations. But we were a very young team, and I don't think there were articles written about it. I don't think we were given the credit we deserved with the the type of schedule we played. The three teams that we had nine losses to in the Big Twelve finished one, two, and three in the in the nation. So that being said, I felt this team had the right attitude, the right mentality. Talked to Scott Drew about uh, his went went in the NIT uh got some advice from some people that had been there it was still a risk but um uh we went out there and the girls bought into it we had one senior on the team uh, one senior starter and uh one junior and the rest were freshmen and sophomores so we thought it'd give us some extra practices and uh, uh you know get the team going in the right direction so having said that uh we did visit the portal uh and uh, we're able to bring in those two that you mentioned who are, uh, you know, coming out of high school and travel ball were two of the top middle infielders in the country. And uh, we're very fortunate to get them to come to Baylor, and they're already looking good in practices. We also signed the, uh, the top hitter in the, uh, in the Southland Conference two years ago, uh, Sh- Shailen Govan out of Stephen F. Austin. And, um, then uh, two years ago, Matt, we brought in two – kids from 
from uh, Fresno State that uh, were difference makers, a pitcher and an outfielder that's going to be one of the top outfielders we've ever had. So the talent is uh, improving. We're more athletic than we have been in the last four or five years. Uh, so if we can just stay healthy, we're pretty excited about our chances of getting back to where uh, this program is supposed to be. Uh, Coach Moore, what can you do like right now? Can you you know get some workouts in, get in the, uh, get in the weight room, conditioning? I, I notice you have some camps coming up, and I know that's a very important thing that you get, that you all do for uh, really a nice range of ages. But what, what are you trying to accomplish uh, this time of year? So it really never ends in this sport. I get a little break. We get a little break around Christmas, but either you're you're doing some form of recruiting almost, uh, you know, 10, 11 months out of the year anyway. So a lot of it is around uh, promoting your program right now. Uh, a week ago today, actually, we were able to call and contact high school uh, uh, juniors. So we're in the process of setting up official visits and contacting those. As far as our own campus. We're in our off-season working up to our non-traditional 20-hour week. So right now we're in an eight-hour week in, in the uh, working out weight room and conditioning uh, four days a week at 6 a.m. And then uh, we're doing individual training, uh, position, play, and batting practice right now with Coach Hoot, Coach Newman, and Coach Diaz doing the bulk of, of the, the individual work right now. Well, Hoot will be in there. Yeah, he's uh, he's really embraced this opportunity you've given him, and it's kind of been fun to talk to him because he's fallen in love with uh, with softball after all many years around baseball. It had to be fun for you, uh, uh, Coach Moore, to look out at uh, Midway. And, and, I mean, it was like two World Series championships and then the Little League World Series champs. And I know they, they are no strangers to making it that far, but I think – uh, to go out there and perform like they did, can you? Uh, I guess you can't really get commitments yet, can you, from that age? But it, that no. has to be neat for you to see, you know, some of those great young players uh, right here in your own backyard. Well, no doubt about that, and that's been the case since we moved here 22 years ago. That uh, organization has just uh, been pretty amazing with the talent that it's developed and. Man, you won't find a, a Power 5 school in this country that has the luxury of recruiting uh, their area any more than we have. You'll look back at our roster. We've had some great ones. Uh, Lindsey Cargill, All-American. Shelby Frydenberg, All-American from Bruce Valetti. Um, so this area is certainly the coaches in this area, the, the Little Leagues and the Travel Ball. Uh, they are they are certainly uh, doing their job in helping these kids have the best opportunity. Not not to just move on to Baylor, but these kids are going to schools all across the country and certainly in the state of Texas. So it's a, it's a softball area. My first game at uh, Getterman Stadium to, to witness was a Midway Little League game, and I, I walked up to it, and uh, it was packed. And I said, man, if this community <laughs> will support Little League in this, direction, this way, then uh, we're going to have a, a – great support in softball and we surely have that's just a softball community and we we benefit from it greatly yeah it's fun and you're right you play in a uh, a tremendous conference do you feel like when there's a team that breaks out boy y'all were dominant for years oklahoma has become very dominant is it one of those iron sharpens iron i mean you talked about it the the, the problem is of course you got these <laughs> 
three teams that are the greatest teams in college. So you you end up with your record maybe looks worse than it should be. Do do you what what is that like when you approach the season like that and you know not only is this the best team like Oklahoma, it's probably the best stretch in college softball history. And they're right here in your you know does that does that just motivate you even more when you have to face something like that? I don't want to play them too many times, but I, I certainly <laughs> I played them four times last year. Got them four times on the schedule this coming year. So uh, it's it's uh, I'm 56 years old. Been doing this since at a pretty high level since I was 12 years old. So I am uh, not the coach that wants to run rule opponents and and have uh, no hitters against teams that are not good. I want the challenge of competition and. I believe you need to play someone better than you to get better. And, and uh, even when your team is young, like we were last year, we, we gained a lot of momentum and confidence by playing some of those teams and it'll make us better. Now, from those that don't pay attention to that, it might look like we're struggling a little bit more than we are, but there's a bigger Uh picture inside for us. Yeah, I would say so. Y'all had a really good result. I think it was against University of Texas last year, and and I I, I love it that you just keep fighting these people no matter uh, where they where they go. Now, if I ask you who is your greatest player ever, you were talking about the local players from Tomball, Texas. Who would who would be the first name to come to mind? <laughs> well, I I hate to do I hate to you know a coach doesn't like to do that, but it's hard to argue with a three-time All-American and Brett Reagan. She was a, she was a, the real deal and would have been a four-time All-American. She tore her knee up at a tournament in Alabama, at Alabama, and uh, didn't get in enough games to be considered. Is the only reason we think she wasn't a four-time All-American. So she was pretty special. Well, yeah, and I mean, what that wasn't your only player from there. Uh, um, you know, with Jordan Daniels. Uh, oh, yeah. I mean, it, yeah <laughs> it's... Uh, it, I I, uh, I was good. I had to bring that up because uh, that's my cousin, by the way. I meant to tell you that the other night. The, uh, that, well, the... <laughs> you know, there's there's more things, Matt, that, that make uh, a quality athlete, student athlete, than just the the ability to play. Uh, I thought you were getting at Brett, but Jordan is certainly <laughs> one of my favorites. She, I just, no, I, that's, for, that's funny because I, I was like, man, I thought I had that one, and then I heard you say it. And I'm like, yeah, that's right. She was pretty. She's one of the greatest <laughs> players. I I picked the wrong way to introduce that, but yeah, uh, I, think Jordan, yeah. <laughs> I think Jordan would be okay with me uh, mentioning Brad in that that situation. Yeah, yeah. What a uh, what what a deal over the years, and and uh, you know, I last year, uh, I, I even in that tournament we were talking about. Uh, Lily Benford uh, ends up getting, I believe, the, the tournament MVP. I, I know she's coming back this year. I mean, what somebody like that that's already taken a leadership role, has some power, uh, had, a, I think, a two-home run game. I was looking that up earlier. Uh, maybe it was against Kansas. What does uh, uh, somebody like that, that really seems like somebody uh, that's that's brought a lot of uh, a passion and and uh, and just overall talent to the team. Yeah, we we're very uh, happy with how she's progressed. Coach Newman's developed her into a, uh, I think, one of the top pitchers in the conference. She can beat good lineups as a pitcher, and she's just an all-around athlete. Can play multiple positions. That probably hurts her a little bit that we spread her thin, but she's that 
has that kind of talent, certainly with the bat as well. Runs well, second fastest on our team last year, and she's a pitcher. And great changeup. She pitched all four of those games, uh, with exception of a few innings, maybe four innings that we uh, played against Kansas. I think we brought in Dari Orm, and Dari was our number one pitcher, but she was out after splitting. Uh, hurting her hand in uh, warm-ups, to be honest with you, at the Big 12 tournament. Uh, But she is uh, certainly a spark and one that is uh, respected among her peers. Who who was your mentor, like, in in softball pitching? Like, who who would you look back and say, this is who I learned the most from? Because it's such an art, and, and, boy, when you have one, it, a lot of them start when they're nine, ten years old, maybe even earlier, uh, developing yeah. that. Where did you who who do you feel like you learned the most in that department from? Well, yeah, I'd have to say my dad. He was a, a top pitcher in the southeast, and um, certainly idolized him. Wanted to be like him, and he was hard on me. And the good ones, uh, if they see a little talent in you, they they push you. And and I certainly think he did. But there's been. Uh, quite a few that have played a role, either helping me with a certain pitch. Uh, um, Eddie Fainer with the King of his Court was, uh, you know, my boss for three years and uh, had a had a first row seat and watching the greatest of all times, uh, you know, do his thing. He was beyond his prime, but he still had the knowledge and was able to help me develop. Rich Hop- Hoppy was another one from out in uh, California that that helped me greatly. Uh, but I could name probably 12 or 15 that I stole information from to help develop me into the, the pitcher that I became. Man, the king in his court. Now, that's a legendary type uh, situation. Where, when, were, uh, when in your career were you around him? I played 90, 91, and 92 as a pitcher, and uh, that's, a, that's a story in itself. He had actually had a heart <laughs> attack the night before, and, and oh, I was no. playing against him, and he he uh, and I was offered a contract by Rich Hoppy, uh, who was running the organization at the time. So yeah, that was a kind of jump started my career. Oh my goodness! Yeah, I, in fact, I was just uh, I was just looking up from Walla Walla, Washington, and uh, that's just funny. There are names that you've kind of heard of all your life, uh, and and the guy you just mentioned, Eddie Fainer, is one of them. The King. He was called and uh, born in 1925. That is, uh, and in fact, uh, do you still have any of the um, the old uh, memorabilia, like any of your old uh, jerseys and, and things like that? Hanging on my wall in my office. I, I consider <laughs> it a great honor to have been a part of that organization. So yes, I have some quite a bit of uh, the, the King in His Court memorabilia. And what I was don't the know most... if any, not too many people know, Matt, who the King of Court is. I used to be able to walk into the home of a great pitcher and mention that I pitched for Eddie Fainer's team, and uh, their eyes would get big. And now it's like mentioning Minnie Por- Pearl to these kids or something. <laughs> nobody knows. No. You, you, you don't think they're watching? They they grew up watching Hee Haw, you know, like some of us <laughs> did. Golly. Apparently not. But I tell you this: I make sure my team knows the history and. Each year, they better know who Eddie Fainer was, and they better know how to spell his last name. So that's important to me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I can tell. What was the what was the most interesting trip you ever went on, or was there was there one particular raucous type uh, uh, crowd that you that you pitched in front of? 
uh, Lowell, Massachusetts, although uh, there were many, but uh, we play, we played in a prison, a, 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 a top security, maximum security prison in Lowell, Massachusetts. I believe I have the city right. And, uh, and we were allowed, we were strip searched going in and uh, we were allowed one bat and we had a lot of comedy in our, in our program. And, uh, and, uh, that was not the night to use it. Uh, the, the umpire was not a happy guy, and uh, they looked mean and uh, not happy to be there, as you would imagine. Uh, so I remember that vividly, and you didn't know whether you were supposed to win or not because you wanted to come out of there. And but that was a, that was among many. That was that was one of the the, the top memories of my uh, three years out there on the road. What what was it? Did you have like a a riser. I mean, I bet you put some heat on it, uh, just knowing your size. And boy, you're still physically fit. I saw you the other night. And I'm like, my gosh, the guy does not age. What was the uh, what was your what was your best pitch? Was it your uh, change up, or which which one could you put the most movement on? Yeah, well, I I was a drop ball pitcher for the most part, but we threw rise, drop, and change. So you needed to throw hard. Uh, that was the the key to having success. So I threw good speed, and of course the rules have changed a little bit. Uh, we could leap halfway to the mound, and when you're six foot four, that's uh, 46 feet. You're throwing from about 30, 32. <laughs> so uh, you know it's it's not much reaction time for the batter. So there's a little bit of an advantage, probably why the sport died out for men. It's not a lot of offense, and that's not exciting for the fans. <laughs> That's right. You got to be ready to field though. If they do catch one, you're kind of exposed up there. That's uh, and I I say that for a guy who's taken a couple of shots off his head as a softball. Of course, not going fast pitch like you were. This was this was the slow pitch softball, and the Mosley reaction time was not some of the best. And the sad thing is, in intramurals, we pitched to our own guys, and we had a six seven guy who didn't know where to hit it like you should know in softball, and he ripped one, and, and all I could do – oh, and by the way, I was pitching with a broken arm, so I didn't have a glove on to protect myself. Oh my <laughs> so if you're ever wondering why I'm the way I am, that, that just sheds <laughs> a tiny bit of light on it. But, uh, well, uh, Coach, it was fun to, to visit with you. I loved getting to see you the other night in uh, – and I, uh, I just, just know I always uh, am keeping up with things. And uh, now that, now that you've been on, we're going to have to do this some more. Well, I tell you what, I would uh, bring. Uh, you met, mentioned Curtis earlier. I was listening. Some of those guys have come out and taken batting practice. And you have an invitation to come out and uh, join the media when we have media day and take some batting practice. We'll slow it down. We'll put a pitching machine out there and just let you take some hacks and see if you can take one out of Getterman Stadium, and we'll sign it, get some of the girls autograph it, and let it, let you put it on your desk. If you, will, if you will have your players leave the premises, I really don't want anybody watching that kind of thing, but I'll, I may, I'll try to rise to the challenge, but uh, I, I appreciate the invitation. Yes, sir. Thank you for having uh, me, Matt. It's been a pleasure. You bet. It was fun. There he goes. Coach Moore, Baylor's uh, longtime softball coach, tremendous program, has been for a long, long time, and he's got it headed back to where it was, which if you go back to 2014, some of those years going uh, to the uh, College World Series, uh, it's not out of the realm. They're, they've got a lot of talent there, and he's bringing in more talent, and so uh, lots of excitement 
around that program. Okay, we've got a, a scare to share with you, and it involves the Cowboys quarterback. Uh, we'll let you know how worried you should be, as we are only three nights away from opening night for the Dallas Cowboys. That is next. The source for Baylor athletic news and information, ESPN Central Texas. It's time now for the Baylor Sports Beat. Here's the voice of the Bears, John Morris. Everybody, it's time for a check of Baylor Athletics on today's Baylor Sports Beat. Coming up, our weekly visit with Athletic Director Mac Rhodes talking volleyball, soccer, and Baylor football. It's all straight ahead on today's Baylor Sports Beat. At Allen Samuels, our great selection of new cars and trucks come with amazing deals and competitive financing that makes you ask, why shop anywhere else? During the Labor Day sales event at Allen Samuels, purchase a new 2022 Ram 1500 Crew Cab Lone Star and receive values up to $7,000 or choose 2.9% for 72 months and get 2,500 bonus cash and no payments for 90 days. Shop with us today. Allen Samuels in Waco. Come by. Let's be friends. Follow Baylor Volleyball all season on Twitter, on Instagram, and on Snapchat at Baylor-V-Ball. Light the tower green. The Baylor Bears are Big 12 Conference champions. Want to be part of the action live when your Baylor Bears football team takes on the Oklahoma Sooners this fall? Visit BaylorBears.com slash Texas Farm Bureau and register for the chance to win a trip to see Baylor take on Oklahoma in Norman on November 5th. One lucky winner and a guest will receive round-trip airfare, hotel accommodations, and tickets to the game. Register today at BaylorBears.com slash Texas Farm Bureau. This exclusive experience is brought to you by Texas Farm Bureau Insurance, proud sponsor of Baylor Athletics. Now doing his part in preparing champions for life. Here's the voice of the Bears. Volleyball has uh, is three and two, but they finally get a home match coming up tonight. Volleyball, welcome home. Man, <laughs> I can't uh, can't wait to see them in, in person tonight, and uh, just encourage all of our fans to come out, come on out and watch uh, our number fifteenth ranked team tonight versus uh, Colorado State, six p.m. As part of the uh, Baylor Invitational, and then uh, I'm not going to call it a doubleheader, but uh, but two matches on on Saturday, 11 a.m. versus Arizona State, and then 7 p.m. versus uh, versus Evansville. So uh, I know that I'm excited to to watch them play tonight, and uh, you know won't won't have the opportunity on on Saturday because of the uh, the football game, but uh, certainly excited about tonight. Soccer's headed to the West Coast. They'll play San Francisco tonight, and they'll play Gonzaga on Sunday. We're headed halfway to the West Coast to Provo. What a big game. What a great matchup, Baylor and BYU Saturday. It really is when you think about, you know, just game two, or excuse me, week number two in the uh, – in the uh, football schedule and uh, you know you had mentioned uh, which I didn't know this that it's only one of three ranked first uh, first ranked games uh, this this weekend so excited about that obviously a huge test you know we've we've practiced a couple times at, at 9 p.m. central uh, to try to get acclimated and so again a 9 p.m. kick eight eight uh, local time you know and and uh It'll be interesting, you know. Last year we we were able, we were we were fortunate to to beat them thirty eight to, to twenty four homecoming, you know, game, all of that. Uh, I'll tell you that our coaches think they're better, a better football team than they were were last year. 
you know, I would I would probably argue that they're underranked at, at 21. So, you know, we're going to we're going to have our hands full and uh, it's a it's a really hard place to play. It's a it's obviously a, a beautiful, beautiful setting, but don't let that fool you. It is a it is a difficult place to play against a, a really, really, really good team. And, and we're going to find out pretty quickly just just how good of a football team we are. Thanks, Mac. And that's our time for today. More tomorrow on our next Baylor Sports Beat. Your leader in high school sports, ESPN, Central Texas. The Waco High Coaches Show with Lyndon Health is brought to you by TFNB, your bank for life, and Techstar Equipment Sales. Tell us a little bit about Granbury and what you expect to see tonight. Well, Graham, I mean, they're a 2-0 football team, right? And so, uh, you know, they're leading our, our league in, in defense. Uh, and so we've, we, we know that they have some uh, guys up front that can do some damage there. Uh, they, they have a couple of explosive playmakers on offense, specifically running back and wide out that can do some damage uh, as well. Uh, and so they, they're going to be fundamental in, in what they do. Uh, and so uh, we've got to take care of that. Quarterback is will give us some chances to do some things defensively, uh, but he also makes some, some plays. You know, you see him make some plays on film. So we feel like it's a good challenge, a good way to start out district. One key to the to the game tonight. I mean, ultimately we need to control the front. You know, in the first – First couple games uh, we lost against, you know, Southwest, and it was because we did a poor job, at least offensively, controlling the front line. Uh, we won the second one because offensively and defensively we controlled the lines. And so we need to, we need to have that same energy and that same, uh, you know, game plan rolling in here. We, we can dictate what's going on up front. Uh, that'll set the stage for some, some success tonight. ESPN Central Texas. TFNB, your bank for life, supports Central Texas football. Find out why more Central Texans are making TFNB their bank for life. Sign up for our Edge checking and savings accounts to earn interest or cash back. With five convenient locations and an award-winning mobile app, banking has never been easier. TFNB, your bank for life. Member FDIC. Techstar Equipment Sales is one of the only dealerships that is still family-owned and operated by a local Texan who still cares. Looking for large agricultural equipment? Techstar is home for Case IH tractors, ailers, cutters, combines, and many others. Their service department is top-notch with multiple field service trucks. They can work from anywhere, not just their shop. Techstar Equipment has two locations, Waco and Marlin off Highway 6. Techstar Equipment Sales, you're not a number, you're family. Kristen Clements, a realtor with Camille Johnson Real Estate, has been working in the real estate profession since 2013. Kristen specializes in the greater Waco and surrounding areas. Born and raised in Waco, Kristen is a graduate of Baylor University, and she and her husband and three children currently reside in China Spring. If you're looking to relocate and need a hardworking agent to work on your behalf, call Kristen Clements today, 717-3020, or check her out at CamilleJohnson.com.
Enjoy one-of-a-kind luxury and lounge at the Baylor Club, located in the heart of McLean Stadium. This elite club offers a five-star member atmosphere for all your work and play needs with a master culinary team and outstanding hospitality. Weddings, milestones, business, and birthdays, a stadium roaring with bear spirit featuring stunning city skyline views. Baylor Club truly has it all. For interest in membership or your next private event, call 254 710 ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Ward Watch with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Center update. NFL regular season kicks off tonight on Thursday Night Football. Bills versus the Rams from LA kick off at 7:20 on NBC. Cowboys kick off the season on Sunday Night Football versus Tampa Bay at AT&T Stadium. Kick off at 7:20, and you can hear that game on ESPN Central Texas. Big 12 Commissioner Brett Yorkman still insists the Big 12 is open for business when asked about adding teams from out west. Number 15 ranked Baylor volleyball home opener tonight at six against Colorado State. Texas Rangers drop another one to the Astros. Four to three rangers have the day off before starting a series with the blue jays tomorrow high school football on our airways tonight waco lions host the granbury pirates first district game of the season pregame at 6 30 with tom barfield on espn central texas sports center every 20 minutes only on espn central texas It is the Matt Mosley Show on a Thursday, and man, it is um, it is a fun day. I did want to say I, I thought I was trying to think of a good trivia question while we were talking some Baylor softball. My gosh, my cousin Aaron, that's so funny. I mean, she was unbelievable with all conference and. I think maybe, I mean, she's been featured in all kinds of stuff, maybe uh, even in the Hall of Honor, or uh, she's been all kinds of stuff, Jordan Daniels for Baylor softball. But then the, when I said Tomball, Texas, I forgot that that was like a three-time All-American also from Tomball. I sort of walked into that one. I was ready to, ready to give my uh, cousin Jordan some love. Erin, incidentally, her sister, Brooke, uh, when all, she was so Jordan was very talented in about 2000, 2007, 2008, tremendous second baseman for uh, Glenn Moore. And then her sister became Miss Texas. And uh, so those are my cousins from Tomball um, and a very talented group there. Uh, so I thought you would like that, Aaron. I could have that could have been my trivia question. Who won the Miss Texas in 2000, whatever, 2010? OK. It is the Matt Mosley Show. Um, when was the last time Baylor softball went to the World Series, the College World Series, and who knocked them out of the World Series? Who knocked the Bears out? Now, I I was watching that from, like, Boston or somewhere. I just remember walking around, and, and I walked into a place to eat in Little Italy in Boston. I probably was there for a... What would we have been doing in Boston? I just for or maybe I was in New York. I just remember walking in somewhere, and lo and behold, the college, the uh, you know softball World Series was on, and the and the Bears were involved. Okay, so the last time, here's a trivia question: the last time uh, Baylor women's softball or Baylor softball 
went to the uh, softball World Series, and then who knocked them out? Okay, if you get this one, you win two free sandwiches to Schmaltz's. Schmaltz's, one of the great sandwiches in all of North Texas. Love it, love eating them, and I've even been known to have people uh, bring them to me from long distances away. Uh, and then, of course, I'm always checking out the uh, the two locations there, the one on uh, Franklin, as well, uh, the downtown one, and then out there on Valley Mills is a great opportunity. But two free sandwiches, and they're so great, on that artisan bread. I like that uh, jalapeno bread, and I do it twice baked. I do it kind of a well done on the bread, and I get it nice and crunchy. Okay, I really need one right now. Um, Two free sandwiches. If you can answer that trivia question, we'll try to uh, announce your name in the uh, dismount coming up later in the program. Now, uh, Cowboys had some interesting news today. About, well, it's been two hours or so ago. Start seeing some tweets from out there. Dak Prescott left practice today. Because this is from Clarence Hill of Star-Telegram. Because he had an issue with his surgically repaired ankle. And then Clarence went on to say, caused by the Jordan 11s he was wearing in practice. Prescott said he is fine and won't be limited on Sunday. Okay, not not great to to leave practice. He insists that he's okay and said they probably shouldn't have put on a new pair of shoes today. But, I mean, this is just all you need if you're a Cowboys fan. Is on the surgically repaired ankle for Dak to be walking out of practice. Now, later in the day, again, I'm seeing a picture of Dak. Um, He was limited in practice. This is Clarence Hill again. Due to the tweak of his surgically repaired ankle. He said he is good to go for Sunday, won't be limited against Tampa Bay. I mean, this is is only a problem because, well, he wasn't right last year. He really wasn't able to plant. He couldn't run like he needed to. And, oh, by the way, then he had some kind of baseball-type injury to his shoulder. And and they had to shut him down from throwing in last year's, last summer's um, training camp. So, I, again, how, how worried should you be? I don't know. I don't think it's going to be a big deal. But uh, remember, these are the same people who told you, uh, oh, Tyron Smith's going to be okay. I, we're not worried about it. Oh, wait, he's out till December. Oh, maybe he'll be back for the playoffs. Okay, it's not going to be that bad at all. And he will play Sunday night against Tampa Bay. And I still think the bigger question mark at quarterback in that game is the guy who just, like, missed 10 to 15 days of training camp. And I'm talking about Tom Brady. And and we never really got a – you know, he just basically said, well, i got personal stuff, you know, going on with my family. We all have stuff that comes up. Didn't really elaborate on any of it. Um, although I would say when you win that many Super Bowls and you have that kind of success, you kind of uh, – you get the benefit of the doubt. And and so I I would uh, not worry too much about Tom Brady. But that is the latest on Dak Prescott. Uh, other news, and I'll hit a little more of this in the dismount. 
out at um, in Irving, I believe it ha- the the meeting happened at DFW Airport. <sighs> Commissioners got together, and I mean, you know, you think in the middle of their busy season, fall football, but this is very important. This is the college football playoff uh, group of. There's all these board members. This this might be the board of managers, but it's this is the group comprised of ten commissioners plus the uh, Jack Swarbrick from Notre Dame. Okay, he doesn't even have to be a commissioner. He's Notre Dame, so he has a seat at the table. The good news that I can share with you is that everybody seemed to be pretty optimistic about trying to get the the new expanded 12-team playoff in place for the 2024 season. Now, why is that? Why is everybody so excited about that? Well, for obvious reasons. you got more chances to get more opportunities. I mean, Baylor would have been – they would have been in the playoff in, in uh, you know, not, uh, this past season, 2014 – and then 2019 team. All those teams would have been in that final 12. So, I, I mean, it's uh, – and then maybe even go back to uh, – well, they started the CFP. Was it was the first year 2014? I think 2013 might have been the year Jimbo won a national title at uh, Florida State. So, anyway, it's, uh, that was, might have been the last of the BCS. But the interesting things are happening, and the good news is, too, the Grand Poobah, who kind of seems to run everything, the SEC commissioner, Greg Sankey, basically said, hey, I feel, I feel pretty good about uh, things. And, and even Saturday, he was saying he was not optimistic they could get the thing done by 2024. Today, he sounded more optimistic. And then as you went, the American Athletic Conference sky weighed in, ACC, a few. All right, we'll have more on this in a final word next in the dismount. Your leader in high school sports, ESPN, Central Texas. The Mahea Coaches Show with Aaron Noel is brought to you by InCommons Bank. Coach, not the turnout that you wanted last week against Franklin, but this is a point in time where you're still learning about your football team. Are you getting what you need to get accomplished in your non-district play going? Absolutely. Uh, you know, the end of the night is, is not the result we wanted. Um, you know, th- there's no moral victories or anything like that. But, you know, you you look at it and it's zero zero into the first and, and four minutes to go in the second quarter and it's a one-possession game and then – you know, we run into a little adversity and, and we just don't answer it the right way. And next thing you know, you're going into half down, you know, five possessions. And it's like, holy cow, you know, you just, it's, that's how fast the game can turn when, you, when you're playing an opponent like that. That's, um, you know, a little more battle tested than we are right now. Coach, it doesn't get any easier, but you schedule these games on purpose. This week you got China Spring, another tough opponent for you, but another opportunity for you to learn about your football team early in the season, right? No doubt. That's you know that's that was the message to the kids on Saturday. You know, we we talked a little bit about the previous night and and hey, we're going to go in and, and watch film and, and move on from it. And then when we meet up after that, say hey, you know we have an excellent opportunity. We get to go over to China Spring on Friday night. 
and, and measure ourselves against another top program uh, in the state. I know we're in a different classification right now, but you know, in any given realignment, we you know we could be in the same one. So it's um, you know I, I don't get too much into that, but um, you know the, the, those programs are where we want to be, and and so you know the best way to measure yourself against those guys is put them on the schedule and go play them. It's the only way you're going to get battle tested, isn't it? It's absolutely like you know, it, iron sharpens iron. So go go play the strongest iron you can find. What do you have to do Friday night offensively to try to get on schedule and stay on schedule? Uh, it, it's really you know uh, limit negative plays. Don't get behind the sticks. Uh, you know, it's real easy coach speak to say that, you know, but uh, obviously you got to eliminate penalties and, and and really, truly take care of the ball. Um, you know, we defensively, we've got to find some ways to shorten the field uh, to help our offense out a little bit and, and, you know, maybe steal a possession or two as well in special teams. ESPN Central Texas. In Commons Bank is rooting for all of our local teams this football season. While you gear up for game days this fall, why not earn money at the same time? With the new Mars Rewards checking account from In Commons Bank, you can earn money every time you swipe your debit card. Earn while snagging spirit shirts, snacks, and supplies for celebrations after the big win with the Mars Rewards debit card. It's the perfect card for everyday purchases. Visit us in person or online at incommonsbank.com forward slash Mars to find out more information. Member FDIC. I'd like to tell you a story of one of the largest forgotten groups in America. You might be sad or even a little shocked to learn that this precious group provided the muscle and the drive that kept America working. But now they sit forgotten in a dark garage or in the back of a driveway, sometimes even a yard or a field. I'm talking about the forgotten trucks, the ones we push to the side for something shiny and new. But now that new trucks are in short supply, that old truck yearns to add new chapters to its story, to feel alive with its steering wheel gripped in your hands. It cries out, I'm not old, I'm just getting started. And at Pickup Outfitters, we celebrate the classic, the future vintage, the retro trucks, whether that's a 2014 used truck or that 20-year-old you got from your dad. Put it back to work again, get it dressed up again, and let us help you do that at Pickup Outfitters. Hitches, bed covers, floor liners, spray and bed liners, we have it at Pickup Outfitters. 220 Lake Air Drive in Waco. Southwest Sports Medicine and Orthopedics, the team physicians of Baylor Athletics. Our doctors specialize in the diagnosis and treatment of any and all sports-related injuries. Celebrating over a decade of service to Central Texas, our doctors are equipped to handle a wide range of issues. Whether it's your foot or ankle, your hand or wrist, knee and shoulder pain, or you're in need of our arthritis and total joint clinic, trust the doctors that Baylor trusts. Southwest Sports Medicine and Orthopedics, our goal is to get you back in the game. Find sports news, streaming, and show podcast at SyntechSportsFan.com. What do John Morris, Kirk Watson, Maxine Hart, Walter Abercrombie, Martha Lou Scott, Michael Hyatt, and Robert Darden all have in common? They've each been interviewed on Baylor Line's Direct Line Conversation Series. You can hear from these outstanding bears and many, many more with a subscription to Baylor Line Insider. This is your all-access pass to the best content in the Baylor family. Subscribe today at BaylorLine.com slash KRZI.
In my podcast, Your Money in a Cup of Joe, we talk money management, investments, and retirement in a Q&A style format, helping to break down complicated topics. I'm Joe Kaleo with the Kaleo Wealth Management Group. Look for Your Money in a Cup of Joe on our website or Spotify. Kaleo Wealth Management is a Central Texas team of UBS Financial Services, member FINRA SIPC. Empower your financial future with First Central Credit Union. Get in motion with First Central's free checking that pays you cash back and refunds fees from ATMs nationwide. Enjoy an automatic savings feature and free reward checking while being the MVP of a new cashback season. It's a snap to apply online at firstcentralcu.com. Eligibility and qualifications apply. Member NCUA. Stay close. The Dismount with Matt Mosley is coming up on ESPN Central Texas. ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Ward Watch with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Center update. NFL regular season kicks off tonight on Thursday Night Football. Bills versus the Rams from L.A. kick off at 7:20 on NBC. Cowboys kick off the season on Sunday Night Football versus Tampa Bay at AT&T Stadium. Kick off at 7:20, and you can hear that game on ESPN Central Texas. Big 12 Commissioner Brett Yorkman still insists the Big 12 is open for business when asked about adding teams from out west. Number 15 ranked Baylor volleyball home opener tonight at six against Colorado State. Texas Rangers drop another one to the Astros for. To three Rangers had the day off before starting a series with the Blue Jays tomorrow. High school football on our airways tonight. Waco Lions host the Granbury Pirates. First district game of the season. Pre-game at 6:30 with Tom Barfield on ESPN Central Texas. Sports Center every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. It's time now for the dismount on the Matt Mosley Show on ESPN Central Texas. It is time for the dismount. We got to say good night to you. Appreciate our guest Chris Hummer from twenty four seven, getting you ready for Alabama Texas. I do have Aaron one to oh, and then of course Coach Glenn Moore at five o'clock today. Loved him talking about when he was pitching for the King and his Court. Now, Aaron, in case you didn't realize this, the King and his Court there was a you know like the Harlem Globetrotters of softball. It was basically uh, the pitcher, the catcher. There was a shortstop. I mean, it, it was not a. It was a group that was unbelievable, but it was not your traditional full complement of players. At least when they started that. Now they may have expanded it something over the years, but uh, the king himself, talking about uh, Mr. Fainer. I mean, that was that is royalty in the softball world. So how cool is that that Coach Moore? Credits uh, credits the great uh, Eddie Fainer. He actually for, uh, yeah, brought for them to town to pitch. Uh, early in his career at Baylor, and I actually got to bat against Eddie Fainer. I struck out, but I did get one foul tip. I did So I did actually touch the ball with the bat, but he struck me out. Yeah, if any time they ask the media to participate in some of these athletic type events, now, I, like for instance, the other day, Aaron, coach said I could come out and hang out a little bit, the the uh, tennis coach. And while I love playing tennis, you know, I, I and it might be kind of fun to to go. 
I'm scared that like he'll put me against one of those players and and I'll try to have to see one of those serves. I think <laughs> it could get extremely ugly in that situation. Baylor men's tennis is really good. In fact, it's one of the top two or three programs in the country. All right, we got to say good night. Tomorrow is Friday. We'll get you ready for college baseball or college football. And then uh, Steve Stutzman on with us tomorrow, the famous Baylor Bear. Good night, everybody. We'll see you tomorrow. This is the Spectrum Big 12 Blitz, a daily look inside Big 12 Conference football. Here's the voice of the Baylor Bears, John Morris. Our funniest number check of Big 12 football on today's Big 12 Blitz. Coming up, it is the Cy-Hawk Challenge on Saturday, the battle for the state of Iowa as Iowa State takes on Iowa in Iowa City. Details straight ahead on today's Big 12 Blitz. CMRA Fine Jewelers Annual First Responders Event is September 10th from 11 to 3 to say thank you to our active local first responders. Visit DMRA Fine Jewelers Annual First Responders Appreciation Event for free jewelry, swag bags, food, drinks, and raffle for an exclusive Blue Line, Red Line, Citizen Eco 